You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Uh, For your Friday episode of Locked On Browns. Um, we took this week a little bit differently uh, with free agency and everything starting on Monday, uh, recording these shows, you know, later in the day, just so we can keep everything fresh and ready for you. Uh, and that's going to be able to give us uh, a good show here this evening as a little late night, uh, not late, but a little later in the day, Brown's activity. Uh, we're going to take these moves one at a time. We'll start with the first move today. Uh, Locked on Brown's. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, A, subscribe, B, five-star rating, C, written review, sitting down <clears throat> with Mr. Pete Smith from Browns Digest of SportsIllustrated.com. First move of the day, Pete. Um <clears throat> Obviously, Anthony Walker signed former Indianapolis Colt, former Big Ten star at Northwestern. A kid originally, actually, strangely enough, out of Miami. Not many folks down that way end up at Northwestern. A Drew Rosenhaus client, interestingly enough. One year, $3.5 million. Uh, This most likely means the end of the B.J. Goodson run here in Cleveland. And nothing negative to say on B.J., I think he played a lot better than anybody anticipated. I think he was a leader from the first day, and it stood out in you know camps and everything we got to see and what the Browns put on YouTube for us. Had a good year here. I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's a fit thing, or they're just really, really big fans of Anthony Walker. Um, and if you followed social media today, we saw a lot of Colts players um, upset um in losing this player from their own team anthony walker your new mike most likely pete and drastically brings down the age with a lot of these moves to the who's going to play the predominant snaps for this browns defense well the the key things that uh walker and goodson have in common is they're both uh well-regarded Character guys, leaders, uh, you know, they, 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 that, that room um, can use all the help it can get in that front because they are um, relatively young outside of Malcolm Smith. Um, Anthony Walker is more focused as a run stopper than B.J. Goodson, and that may have played a role. I, honestly, it may have been a situation where – you know, they, they put out offers to, to these guys and, and potentially, you know, someone else and basically said, you know, first one to grab it, we're signing. Um, but that's what Anthony Walker does. He, he just he, he hits people, uh, especially against the run. He's not a great uh, coverage guy, but that's not because he's you know, he, he's really smart. He's just not. Uh, that's just not what he does very well. He has three interceptions for his career. One of them was against Baker Mayfield last year. Um, So, you know, I I think this is just more of a move to, to get the Browns further into this uh, sub package 
type look, which a lot of the moves they've been making suggest, uh, you know, if they, they want to go heavy run stopping against a team like the Titans or maybe the Ravens, they can, you know, they have Andrew Billings back. They can put, uh, they can put Walker and, and Sione Takitaki behind those guys and, and uh, you know, Jordan, uh, Jordan Elliott and just, you know, press down on the opponent and really try to, to win that way. Uh, they get off the field and then uh, go to a more uh, pass uh, heavy scheme with guys like Malcolm Smith and some of these other coverage guys. So, you know, it may be, as simple as that, I, you know, weirdly enough, I think this is one of the only contracts I've seen so far from Drew Rosenhaus where it seems like he's winning. Um, <laughs> I think, I think if you were going to criticize any of the the moves the Browns have made, this this one probably stands out. Uh, not because it makes it a bad move; it's just it's the one where you're sitting there going three point five million for Anthony Walker. Um, so that that's the only question I have with that. But he's young; he's he's been in the league four years, and he's barely and he'll turn twenty six this fall. Um, and as you mentioned, he, he, uh, he went to Northwestern. Uh, he's no dummy. He's actually really smart. I remember watching him when he was at Northwestern. He was a beast. Uh, so, and he, and he, he, he's, he's healthy and he's, the other thing he has over Goodson, I guess, is just, he's been on the field more. Um, he's been a starter the last three years and BJ Goodson, uh, had very low expectations coming in. Uh, I think he surpassed those expectations. I think he mm. played better than you would have thought. <clears throat> and maybe there's hope that the same thing will happen with Anthony Walker, that he's because they are trying to allow him to just be this focused role player that he will play better than he has with in that Colts scheme. So we'll see. I, I, again, I, I really like the player. Um, I understand the thought process. They They wanted another – run stopper because everybody gets caught up in these coverage guys, which is great. But let's say Taki Taki were to get hurt. I mean, they have, you know, they don't have anyone else in that type of mold and, and they may want an, another one. So it may work as a uh, giving themselves a spare on that front. And and you do have questions. Um, I really like what, uh, what uh, Jacob Phillips can be, but he has to get there. So, it ensures them on that front. So it works on a lot of levels. It's just a question of, you know, how, how well does it go? And look, you know, uh, experienced player, um, you know, experienced player for, you know, the Colts, you know, should still be having a nice run with Andrew Luck, but that's a whole other situation for another day. Um, but it, it resonates to me when players and, you know, Darius Leonard is you no know, chump of a player. He's a fantastic player. He's a 10 time better player than Anthony Walker. But when he's basically out there, and it sounds almost kind of like he's throwing some shade on his own organization, probably is, saying, you know, what are we doing? Why are we letting players like this out of the locker room? That's something, you know, you're certainly going to draw your eyes to. It's certainly something that you notice. And, you know, look, you're always measured by your peers. You've thought of by your peers. And this day and age of social media, uh, you usually know who likes people and who doesn't like people and you usually know about people's reputations uh, because somebody's always got something to say, you know, through 200 or so characters on a social media account. Uh, But it looks like the Browns brought in a, a a damn fine young man. Um, And it seems that they are totally understanding and accepting of the fact that they understand his game may be one dimensional and they're totally okay with it because they've done their homework. They've done their roster construction 
understanding that they're going to attack this both ways. And there are going to be some players that are going to be valued, but it's not going to be valued in the amount of downs you play. It's going to be in, you know, simple roles where you should be able to, to succeed. It's, it's not that hard folks. And uh, you're just starting to see now here in year two, how they are you know, shaping this and filling holes um, and filling holes with pieces. And I mean, not just flyers. These are pieces. We're going to get to another one of those here as Andrew Berry consists, uh, uh, continues to put out a fantastic week of work here. Your Browns general manager just getting it done. Just because it's not football season doesn't mean sports wagering can't be on the menu. There's only one place that has you covered and one place here at, at Locked On we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is the NCAA tournament, Oral Robert, Roberts leaving a lot of Ohio dissatisfied today. 15 over two. Tough one, folks. Um, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, MLB, opening day is right around the corner. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. My plan tonight, I was going to go solo. I was going to talk about the addition of Anthony Walker. I was going to do a live revised Browns mock draft based on the moves of the week. And just as soon as those notes were done, we're uh, shifting over. And with the late word, I guess, came down maybe around a little before 8 o'clock. Veteran, defensive lineman, defensive tackle. I'll say defensive lineman because he can play a little bit of both. Uh, Malik Jackson, former Bronco, former Jaguar, former Philadelphia Eagle, 31 years old. Pete, I you put a tweet out on this, which I think is – covers this move um but this is again what we're talking about here malik jackson's not here to start he's here to play a limited amount of reps 31 years old been a talented player in the past but this is now when you are filling in reserve roles on a good football team you can do things like this and bring in a player who was still productive last year on a terrible philadelphia eagle team and I don't know what the connection is other than I think there's a lot of buzz within the NFL player community right now going, all right, we see what's going on over there, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm interested. I think I'm in. Uh, so Malik Jackson, um, he's uh, he, he's been really healthy throughout his career. Uh, one of his two uh, seasons with the Eagles, he he did suffer season-ending injury. But other than that, he's basically played just about every game throughout his career. Uh, he's a guy who's predominantly going to play inside, but he can play outside a little bit. So he's the inverse Adrian Claiborne. Um, in that Adrian Claiborne was a guy who played outside and occasionally played inside. Um, uh, you can put, again, we talk about that heavy run-stopping package. Theoretically, you could put, uh, a guy like uh, Jackson on, let's say the you know right or left end, 
with Miles Garrett on the other side and a couple uh, chubbos in the middle with your with your heavy set linebackers working downhill and try to really collapse. Killing Sheldon, whatever. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting from that standpoint. He's a productive pass rusher. He only had two point five sacks last year, but he had a, like eighteen pressures and ten quarterback knockdowns. So he gets the, he gets there, uh, and and that's really all you need him to do. Uh, as as you know, the Browns sort of showed you uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. You know, getting getting your hands up and being able to flick passes is helpful. You know, being potentially able to obstruct the view, those type of things. And the Browns weren't great at that, um, so they're hoping this is a little bit of an upgrade. But it just gives you more options in terms of how they want to line up, more options in how they want to rush the passer, uh, more options in how they want to do their personnel. The the one thing uh, worth noting with Jackson is it's a let well first it's reportedly four point five million dollars which seems like a good amount of money for a depth defensive tackle. Um, you know, the, last August uh, he made some uh, comments that uh, basically in favor of Louis Farrakhan. Uh, so you know that that's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm curious if that will be brought up. Um, when he does do his, you know, sort of his initial press conference, he's a guy who's uh, not afraid to say what he believes and those type of things. And obviously that's, that's a subject matter that can rub people the wrong way. Uh, so that's sort of the only caveat with him. He's, he just turned 31. So it's, uh, like I think in January. So it's not as if, you know, he's an older guy. Um, this potentially gives you more ability to, you know, you can put him and Sheldon Richardson next to each other and rush the passer that that could be a nice little setup could also just be a way to get children a little bit more rest um it, you know they just have a lot of options i'm curious if they're done um if they want to keep looking at this position uh, because again it, as I've, I've talked about you know they need another nose do they now think jordan elliott's going to be the guy who sort of rushes from a one um, you know does he rotate in that spot because right now it's just andrew billings as a pure nose it doesn't mean they they don't couldn't add somebody else, uh, you know. They, they may end up with nine or ten defensive linemen uh, in the end, so they could still be shopping for that or add one later. But that's really the only question I have from that standpoint: is what does this mean for the nose position? Are they going to have Jordan Elliott sort of do some of those things, or is he just going to be that heavy run stopper at a three to try to get you more opportunities to rush with Richardson and then uh, Jackson? We'll see. And, you know, this is something, I mean, look, you, you can probably find a backup nose at any time. Um, they have still, again, here, through everything they've done this week, there has not been one blip on the radar. Anything any of us have seen reported where they have restructured or adjusted a salary of anybody meaningful on the roster right now. So it doesn't mean essentially they have to be done. Uh, they, you know, everybody's kind of gone through and said, you know, you, you can create cap space with within minutes with a couple of text messages, a couple of phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Da, 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 da. So if, if the right situation arises, but this has been a hell of a week for what this defense is needed. You have now upgraded your defensive line twice. They obviously feel that Anthony Walker is a better linebacker than B.J. Goodson is my guess. That's probably why they attacked this, or they felt he was younger. Or, you know, even still, whatever the reasoning. The two defensive backs in John Johnson the third, obviously in Troy Hill, 
it's been a monster week, Pete, for Andrew Berry. And with breaking the threshold, winning this playoff game last year, last year was impressive enough, but you had a lot of cap money to make these things happen. This year, it's not so much about throwing money around. It's about, look what we did in one year. Now this is year two. And look at the success we had last year. And that's, uh, you know, everybody went through COVID. But it doesn't matter. People, I mean, wh- how fast this regime from front office to coaching staff to roster and the success they had, there are people with their eyes on the Cleveland Browns, obviously, right now. And it's really, really impressive to see. And it makes this more for Andrew Barry, kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, they, they they know who they are. They know what they have to offer, and they're not, you know, they're not waiting around to sort of beg anyone. Um, and I think that's working for them. Obviously, that you know, going eleven and five, winning the playoff game certainly helps. The, the fact that they finally they, they find themselves in the un- abnormal position of being one of the more uh, continuous organizations going on because just so much change has gone on, both in front offices and coaches. And a lot of the teams that have continuity don't have uh, a lot of cap space. So, you know, the Browns look attractive from that standpoint. And it's smart in terms of how they've managed their money as well as, you know, their approach to how they've added talent. They they attacked some areas that typically don't cost a ton of money and then managed to save money on top of that. So when you add up those factors, it's um, it's allowing them to – look really, really smart and focused and all those good things. And if they can keep succeeding, then they're going to keep having opportunities. I mean, you know, the, we, we, for years, whether it was a, a team like the Patriots or the Ravens or some of these other teams where you'd see these guys, you know, good players signed for practically, seemingly practically nothing. Um, you know, the Browns have done enough for themselves that teams are at least willing to consider that fact. Uh, and in some of these cases, it's worked. Obviously, I don't think anyone is going to look at you know this particular si- this particular signing with Malik Jackson and say this is a, really a cost saver or or Anthony Walker. But in the way that John Johnson was structured or uh, some of these other these other moves uh, with multiple year contracts that are really just following the way the cap's going to go um, has sort of set them up for success. Well, and you look at, you know, some of these moves and, you know, with Malik Jackson, he's played in big time games, obviously went through a playoff run with the Jacksonville Jaguars, went through playoff runs with the Denver Broncos, Troy Hill, John Johnson, the third, obviously these guys are not too far removed from playing a Super Bowl, uh, you know, against the New England Patriots you know, or being part of a team that went to a Super Bowl uh, that eventually did lose to the New England Patriots. You're bringing in you know, guys that have been there. Uh, and this is what you're trying to do and get this franchise over the next hump. We're going to get to a couple more things here as we close out uh, big day again, and it's been a hell of a week for Andrew Barry and obviously, you know, everybody within the offices of Berea, and we're just kind of really, really excited about what this front office has done this week to help Coach Stefanski and, most importantly, defensive coordinator Joe Woods. The improved Bill Bar is even deliciouser. Check out BuiltBar.com for 
your built bar brackets. Choose for your favorite flavors. Six current new flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile on your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, been some pro days this week, and it's always tough with the pro day schedule falling within this week. Um, but we got verified numbers, testing numbers. Afitu uh, Melifanwu, a cornerback that everybody knows I absolutely love, probably would bring the size, the length, the build to this cornerback position. Pete, I know there's a player from Louisiana Tech uh, that you were a fan of, and he literally just tore up his pro day and didn't even have to because he had already kind of did it this through Exos, but a phenomenal, phenomenal pro day. Um, yeah, uh, Melifonwu, I'm not as high on him as some people are. Uh, I, I think if the Browns were to trade back and grab him, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, I'll be honest. I, I will be stunned, Pete. I will be absolutely freaking stunned if they make a selection at 26. It'll mean that somebody dropped drastically that nobody's expecting. Well, I mean, they may just love a guy. I mean, you know, it, it, again, it, I, I would have no problem if they, they if they sit there in twenty six and just if, if Trevon Mori gets sitting there and they just pick him. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mel Fonwu, if you watch him on tape, he's a really good uh, off cover guy, which the Browns, at least to this point, have largely done. Uh, my issue with him is he has a bad habit of guessing with his hips. Uh, Dick, you know, announcing early where he's going to go and he's got to get more patient with that uh, and be able to read it better. If he does that, he's going to be pretty good. In a lot of ways, he's like a Justin Gilbert clone, but hopefully with a significantly better head on his shoulders. Uh, just in terms of physical gifts, he's he's prototypical in so many different ways. Um, yeah, Milton Williams, um, I, you know, I pegged him for a day three guy. Uh, I think that's over. That's over. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> We, you know, find somebody on Louisiana Tech every year. You'll be happy. Um, he his testing is weird. He you watch his tape and you're like, yeah, he's a really powerful guy. I'm not surprised by his jumps or his speed. Uh, you don't really see him do too much with his hips, and then he puts up like a really good three cone. So, you know, is that something that's you know he he just simply hasn't tapped into yet? But now, if you're sitting there going, you know, let's say he's sitting there in the third round. I mean, I think he might, you know, be going like sort of that PJ hall range a couple of years ago, coming out of uh, what was that Houston? Uh, and he, uh, if, if you're sitting there and going, I want a power player that with some, maybe some, some upside in terms of his agility and what he could do, you know, he, he, he's a guy who could, should probably be sort of a five, 
slash Fortech and then rush from the inside. But he's growing into himself th- to get to be more of a pure defensive tackle. And if you sort of want a, a project to sort of play around with that could really pay off in the long run, he's he's certainly a, a, a talented prospect that could really pay off he's i think he he, he may be 21 um a lot of these guys are younger which is helpful um uh, you know it, it's been sort of a feast or famine pro day year so far with testing everybody's either an absolute freak or they're not an well, nfl the guys from all yeah well, i mean guys from pit? pit pit was a i mean all of them every single player that tested pit was a disaster um and I don't want I mean, to hear about I, I, one guy did 40 reps of 225. That's not selling this franchise by any means whatsoever. No, I think pound for pound, Twyman is basically as fast as Danny Shelton was coming out, which is not where you want to be. And that was supposed to be a selling point for him. Well, was, he's still pretty was being, close to Paris Ford, so that probably made him look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like you, you want – he was supposed to be an athletic guy, and obviously he didn't waste any of his offseason not getting those bench reps, but – uh yeah, it's it's disappointing, and obviously the thing with this is, like, because there was no combine, you only got one swing, and and granted, some of these numbers are bad enough where you're just like, this isn't going to get fixed, but like Trevon Morig, a four point nine, another opportunity is not going to improve it. Well, like Trevon Morig apparently pulled up with a, a back issue that flared up, and he he sort of just gutted it out. Um, you know, normally. That you know, if that happens, they probably would pull out at the combine and, and do it again at pro day. Yep. You only get that one shot, so there's a little bit of that that can be frustrating. Uh, and increasingly, teams are using you know this in-game sort of speed detection for some of these guys, yep. uh, which you know certainly is helpful. But until that becomes sort of you know publicly available. It becomes hard it to really. So it's like straight, straight line, though. And you look, straight line speed is fantastic. But as Pete and I have been trying to tell you over the years, give me three cone. Give me jumping. Yeah. I want to know explosion. I want to know change of direction. Well, jumps in particular, it's really hard to fudge that. I mean, no. you're either whack, you're either whacking a stick out of the way or your heels are landing at a spot. I mean, you know, it's not forties and stuff. There, there's so much that can be sort of. Uh, fudge with that and obviously with three cone you know hand timing it's another one that's potentially flawed jumps are jumps are jumps like it's tough to to fudge those but uh yeah there's just a, a you know there's a lot of prototypes i'm curious about obviously uh i don't you know i, I haven't been keeping up with where when these are just because this draft process has been so strange but like notre dame what is what is Cora going to do is he going to be the freak show everybody expects him to be uh you know asante samuel jr you know what's he going to do Today. Huh? Yeah, I, didn't see any, I haven't seen any times or anything. Uh, I was going to bring him up as well, though, because I love when a guy will mention certain players. And Pete, yeah, I'll, I, let, I you, like- I'll let you drive this one, because for me, it's a homer type of thing, and it's always been with the Florida State. But it's rare, and it happens every once a couple of years. Cameron Wimbley, a long, long time ago for you, Pete. But every now and then, you will jump on a seminal bandwagon. Well, I feel like he may have been listening to the show a couple of years ago when we were all in on Jairi Alexander oh. because that's the guy he keeps going to. Uh, oh, and I love it with it with his with his uh, sort of comparisons for himself and, and questions about his size. I mean, his his tape is incredible. Um, he 
is really smart. His father wasn't big though, so I don't know why. And just understand why everybody's like, "Oh wow, he's really not as big as I thought." His father was never a big corner. Yeah, and he's uh, you know Samuel doesn't play small. Um, he know he. I mean, he's as physical and and talented a tackler as there is in this class. So, I mean, I can certainly understand where the Browns might be like. Well, we have. Denzel Ward, and we just got Troy Hill. We'd really like to sort of mix it up. I mean, they have Rudy Williams, who's a little bit longer. But it wouldn't surprise me if they want to get a guy like Melifonwu or, you know, the guy that – That's what know, I always – for me, I'm trying to fill out the room. And, like, I look at Chase Claypool. And, like, when you're going to play Pittsburgh twice a year, who's drawing that assignment? Yeah. Um, and, and I think – that's what's JC Horn's going to be really popular. I don't think he's going to make it anywhere near 26. Nevertheless, he's, he's that type of corner that I think I really like, but that, that is, that is certainly a, a big check in the column for Melifonwu for this team specifically, if they were to take him at 26 or maybe trade back a couple spots. And they're basically saying, look, we've got, you know, shorter speedy guys and and Melifonwu is certainly fast and explosive, we want somebody to be able to allow us to sort of, you know, go go uh, just follow around uh, on a field, depending on the situation. Uh, I, I would certainly love to see Asante Samuel on this team. I just love the way that that he plays and the attitude he brings, which seemingly a lot of these guys, the Browns are adding in, uh, are, are bringing. Uh, but it, it's certainly why I could see Melifonwu being a project they really want to work on. Uh, again, the talent is incredible. He just has some bad habits that he needs to to, to sort of address. But the the other thing I would point out is people keep mentioning Gary and Conley uh, as a potential, like basically corner four. I, I, I understand why people like that idea, but why don't we just draft two? Like we have nine picks. And, and we're, the point tra- now, Pete, we're the point now where 26, he's not going to be a starter. Well, but if Greedy Williams is healthy, whoever you draft at 26 is not starting for this team. A, that is a great situation to be in. B, then why the hell are you picking somebody at 26 if he's not going to be a starter? Well, you have way more faith in Greedy Williams than I do right now. Uh, I, that's, I think- no, but that's what I'm saying. The, the question is, if Greedy Williams can go, then you're not necessarily drafting a starter at 26. I, I Well... Fine. I, I think if they draft a corner at 26 and he's better than Greedy Williams, he's playing. Um, but it certainly could be the case. I, I get your point. But uh, but my, my overall point is, like, yes, the, you know, the Browns are in a position to sort of knock out all these deeds. Like Gary and Conley, are we sure we don't just want to use one of these nine picks? And just take another corner and work on them instead? As, Especially as opposed to a recognition like- project? When you get from 26 to where the Browns are drafting in the second round, look, we understand, you know, the there's two, three corners that are never going to be there. But there's probably about seven or eight that could fit the need anywhere between 26 and 58. Likewise, for pass rushers, you know, I, 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 the Browns are, are looking. They are looking for defensive ends. However, let's play it out and say they don't, you know, Let's say they, they they go into the draft and 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 you know I, I another player I do not think will be there. Uh, let's say they take Aziz Olujari at twenty six. Let's say they come back in the third round and pick up Peyton Turner. 
like I don't hate that idea either. Like, yep. you know, they, they have some vets. They have the ability to sort of get these guys who are super cheap, but they, they have enough picks that they can, particularly for positions like corner and D end, and obviously wide receiver, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to go down with the ship of, I, I think they're going to draft one. I, even if you look at Jojo Natson's contract, oh, he, he has a per game bonus on it. Um, I don't think he's going to see it. Uh, I think that's deliberate, but uh, you have these positions where it's just smart to stack guys up. Likewise, um, it's not a great class for it, but I could totally see this team take a tight end and just try to stash them on the practice squad. Um, I think they're going to try to trade down and trade out in some respects, but they may try, they may trade up for specific targets, but with some of these position groups, it's just really prudent to do this. Uh, the other position. And again, I, I, I think, uh, you know, my preference is to go get somebody. I'm still bitter about Tyson Alu-Alu, but I'll eventually get over it. Um, no, is, is if they take like, uh, you know, a, a nose tackle later and just try to stash them on the practice squad for a year, uh, something kind of like that. So there, there's, there's a lot of options for that. Uh, you know, the, again, let's, if the Browns use all nine picks, I don't think all nine will make the team. However, no way. it certainly behooves them to have as many as possible make it because they do represent cost savings. You know, in a lot of these situations, it's cheaper to keep a draft pick than it is for like some of these end of the roster type guys. So again, there's it, 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 as we've talked about endlessly for the Browns, it's all about options. Everything is options. So the more options they give themselves, the better they are. But with everything they've done, and uh, I think there are some guys we can sort of highlight uh, in the draft on what is a, a a list that is getting shorter and shorter for all the best reasons of needs that they have to pick. No, absolutely. I, I agree. And nine draft choices? There, there's no way. I mean, we're, we're getting to the point now where you'd question if anybody, you know, with four picks in the top 91, I, it's getting close now. Who's going to make it after that? So we'll see. But um, banner week, uh, help for the secondary, help for the defensive line, a linebacker that they obviously have a ton of faith in. You've got your kicker back in town. You've got Rashard Higgins back. Uh, their intent right now obviously seems that they want to keep Kadero Hodge around. Jojo Nass, I guess, whatever. That's fine. Um, again, I, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody's clinging their hat to Jojo Natson at this point right now. But incredible week, um, and now you're selling a product that has – it's not a future. There, there's – you're selling, hey, you all saw us last year, right? You, you saw us. We played in a playoff game. We went and went to Pittsburgh and decimated them. And now we just need the pieces on defense so we don't let people off the mat, so to speak, when we're up by 28 or so on the road. In – January. He is Pete Smith from Browns Digest through SI.com. Pete and his team have been killing it this week. Make sure you're checking everything out at Browns Digest on Twitter, SI.com, of course, and make sure you're following little bro who's not so little anymore as he's maybe six months or so, not seven months or so away from peaking the big 4-0 in the eye. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. You guys know the deal. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. 
DMs are open. Throw a follow over there. Questions, ideas. Let's go. Uh, look, everybody's excited. Um, there was a little bit of a, you know, getting through and processing the 20 season as the Browns basically planted their flag on being, you know, we're here and we are not going to be ignored. We are going to be here and we're going to be here for a while. But now everybody, the juices are flowing. I think more people are excited about the Browns opening day than they are for the Indians, which should be soon enough. Uh, Andre Simonez, folks, you love him. I can tell you that. That's the least bit I can tell you. Uh, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Browns. Make sure you're leaving the five-star ratings. Make sure you're leaving the written reviews. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.